Well, hello. Hey, man. Andy and Zach, back here at the Bold Patriot Brewing off of uh, Charlotte Avenue. So are we on, I just call this West Side. Uh, I call it the West Side. What's our neighborhood? Well, you and I live on the East Side, and so this is... Well, this is technically West Nashville, so we're on the west side. Right. As far as I'm concerned, there's like downtown Germantown, 12 South, and West Side. Oh, no. There's like Sylvan Park, and the Nations, and Charlotte Park, and... I don't frequent any of those areas. Bellevue. I wouldn't go to Bellevue. You well, know, you know I originally grew up in Bellevue? I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, um, I lived in Bellevue. No, I didn't know that. Yes, you do. I lived across from the McKay's. Oh, you told me that. I didn't live that close to it. I lived over... There's a driving range in Bellevue somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't remember how to get to it. But my... The Harpeth River is on the backside of it. Mm-hmm. My house I first grew up in was on the backside of that. Oh, right on. Yeah. And it flooded. I have vague memories of oh, that wow. from a long time ago. Yeah. Um, anyway. Well, for us East Side boys... Right. This is just West Side. This is the other West Side. Uh, beautiful day out, all that good jazz. Um, it is nice. I am so ready for it. I'm in my tank top and short shorts. Bro. Well, you're coming off in a much better mood right off the bat this episode compared to... Well, last, last week was nice, week. but then the weather got terrible. Yeah, you were none too happy about that. I was not. But this week looks, uh, looks beautiful. So, uh, we're all excited. Hopefully the helicopter flying overhead doesn't doesn't drown us out here but yeah you want to give us an update with your uh, bicep there um uh, it's coming along i'm still lacking uh total supination but flexion and extension looks good it's still a little tight kind of in my forearm so um anyway yeah it's fine it's doing okay yeah right on what about your leg uh leg is feeling really good i'm going back in for my follow-up here in two weeks and yeah, like I've said before, the doc says that I can be weight bearing from there. So I've just been really aggressive in terms of stretching the ankle, moving the ankle around, working the toes, um, yeah, working the calf, dorsiflexion, plantar flexion with resistance bands. Um, and the foot had gotten really sensitive, like the skin. Uh, I feel like the proprioception around the joint was pretty whack so nothing surprising Mm. i'm sure um but yeah so over the past couple weeks it's gotten a lot better and it feels almost normal okay so i've just been desensitizing it in preparations for potentially walking around desensitizing is the worst because it's super sensitive it's a weird sensation it is yeah it's very weird yeah so it's been weird it's getting slightly less weird day by day. Right. I can wash my hair now and brush my teeth with my right hand. Dude, I have to tell you. I think I did tell you, but I have to tell the audience. So the bicep tear is on my dominant arm. Mm-hmm. And because I lack supination and some flexion, I'm having difficulty managing a fork or, let's say, um, chopsticks with my right hand. Right. I actually can't. So on Friday... I took myself out to sushi, and not only was I wearing a white button-down shirt, but I was eating sushi with, like, sauce and stuff all over it. Left-handed, I taught myself how to use chopsticks left-handed on the fly and didn't spill a single bit on my shirt. And I had a glass of wine while I was doing that. 
Dude, when the stakes are high. I know, right? I thought like I yeah, thought about the next day, but I was like sitting there trying to figure out how to do sushi with my left hand. It was very hard, mm-hmm. but I managed, and that sushi was baller. Mm-hmm. So if you're from Nashville and you're listening to this podcast, it's Samurai Sushi, which has since moved from uh, Elliston Place okay. to Eastland Cafe's old spot in East Nashville by Rose Pepper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I have pretty good sushi at the joint next to the wild cow a couple weeks ago where is that um is that the same neighborhood no where's well wild? kind of you know wild cow is where that old i think taco place used to be right across the street from from that corner store that old school corner store it's like a it was like a big grocery store Okay. I have no idea what you're talking about. Off air. Yeah, it's just right around the corner from like the um, the the sushi place. Yeah, it begins with an M. It's like Did you say Maru. Maru, I Maru? think. Maru? So, yeah. Funny story. I thought you were talking about the place that I went to. Oh no. Right. I figured that out after the fact. Yeah. Because it said Samurai, and I was like, I'm pretty certain he said Maru. It's not that. But anyway, it's great. Yeah, well, so, so two, two great sushi experiences. Right. I also should say that I'm not great with chopsticks with my right hand anyway, so it's not like I had to really overcome a deficit. I'm right. terrible with both hands with chopsticks, right. but managed. Yeah. Bruh. There's definitely something to be said about eating with chopsticks in the sense that you, I don't know, maybe since you have to work for your bite, you eat a little bit more mindfully. Obviously, you're not taking huge forkfuls of food. Just pontificating a little bit here around the, you know, the whole uh, environment around how we eat. You know, not to go off on a tangent right off the bat, but one of my bad eating habits is eating mindlessly in front of the TV and mm. just just <clears throat> just giant forkfuls of, you know, meat and cheese and vegetables. And um, I I catch myself often. But, um, yeah, there's definitely something to be said about um, the environment with which you eat, for that matter, the environment around, uh, like, your training or, or just about anything else. Well, you should know that I mindfully ate three rolls by myself. Good job. Okay, there is a story behind this. First, I ordered anticipating taking some home, but it was so good there was no way. So there's that. The other part was this restaurant is freshly opened and they kind of did me wrong because I showed up right behind the last couple to get a table thinking the bar, there was no bar seating at the time, thinking the bar would be open and then it wasn't. So I had to wait for a table, but here's where they did me wrong. Some other groups of people of like three and three and four people came in behind me and jumped me to sit at a table to the point where I was about to say something now. Um, you should know that I've worked in food service, so it takes a lot, a whole lot, to like make me mad at like a food establishment. Because I get it, like it's tough, and it just opened. But I was about to be like, "Hey, Mister, not cool." Right as I was about to, Mister like, Samurai. Yeah, hey, Mister. Hey, man. Can I speak to the samurai? I need to speak to the manager. <laughs> anyway, right as I was about to do that, 
uh, they sat me down. And, and then I ordered my three rolls because they all sounded amazing. But also, I wanted to prove to them that my table was just as worthy as all the other tables. Oh, That's sure. part of it was like, I need and to show them. Spender. I need to show them that my money is just as valuable and I'll, I'll eat any of these guys in here. Three rolls. Send them. They were fabulous. You had to go. I bet. Well, hey, maybe maybe you and I could uh, could go on a little, a little, little mandate, sushi, a little sushi mandate. Okay, like uh, Paul Rudd and um, uh, what's his name? And I love you, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Of course. Sounds good. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. There was an all-you-can-eat sushi joint uh, at the other end of the strip mall at the from the uh, from the Lifetime Fitness I used to work at. So mm. when I first started, that's where you got all your gains. That's, <laughs> something like that uh but yes i fancied i definitely fancied myself a uh car backloader when i would do my i would like fast all day do like a huge heavy squat workout and then go have all you can eat sushi and fried oreos okay oh, i love fried oreos yeah. yeah those were the days yeah right <clears throat> i guess we should talk about training now or supplements. Which one are we going to start with? Let's start with supplements. Okay. And, and, and let's... See how it unwinds? Let's hopefully not go too far off the rails here. Okay. So I'm curious. What supplements do you currently or have you in, in recent history taken? I am currently taking... I have a protein supplement. Like a, a whey protein mix. I take creatine most days when I remember... I have a vitamin D supplement, although this time of year I probably need it a lot less. Because I do like to get, I get outside a lot. And I wear sleeveless shirts, voluntarily. Tank tops. And short shorts. So I have a lot of skin exposure. So, and then I take, um, I think that's about it, really. So yeah, just those three. I thought about taking a multivitamin, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, what about you? Yeah. So, you take your, I'm going to put words in your mouth, but I feel like you take a few more than that. I take a few more than that. Okay, let's talk about it. I'll take anything once. <laughs> Cocaine? Pre-workout? Hell, hell of a drug. <laughs> so, well, actually, it's funny you bring that up. My, the very first supplement I ever took was Jack 3D. I was about to say Jack 3D. Brother. I have taken it once, and it was a little scary. I, yeah, so this was, this was even before I was a trainer. So, uh, 20 no, probably around 2010. Yeah. Um, when I was, like, just really starting to get into, um, like, like, really get into strength training. And I was doing, like, just kind of dumb, half-assed, like, CrossFit workouts. Um, yeah, it was just like Jack 3D was like the thing. And I'll never forget like that first workout, you know, it obviously gave me quite a jolt, but I'll never forget sitting down after I had worked out, taken a shower, like had a snack, sat down with a book and I couldn't read. Like I couldn't. I couldn't focus my eyes on a word at a time and understand what the words meant. I feel like it's a very um, 
You got off easy. <laughs> so I was just I was just sitting there freaking out. I was like, I can't. Yeah. I I forgot how to read. I've suddenly like become illiterate. And so it was just a combination of not being able to concentrate, not being able to focus on what was right in front of me and simultaneously just thinking like the only thing I want to do right now is jump over a house so um, for those of the audience who don't know what Jack 3D is and I don't even remember what the active ingredient was but what what was it basically I mean I don't know it was, it was like barely legal it was barely yeah. legal whatever it was and then it's off the it's off the market now. We should we should mention it's not on the market anymore. Yeah, so or it's being rebranded it's, as it's something been, else. It's been recombobulated. So, like the thing, like if you're not in the bro lifting scene, like the the inside joke is like, oh, like this pre workout is good, but it's nothing like the original Jack 3D. Yeah. So I who knows what was in it, but you know you start off with one scoop. And by the time I was to the bottom of the of the jug, I was taking two and a half scoops. Dude, how are you not like clawing your skin off? I build tolerance very easy <laughs> and very quickly. Okay. I mean, it still it still did the trick. I mean, for sure. I feel like by Jack 3D, you could like see color and like lift houses. I, you could, Weird, you could hear color hear, and, see color. and see sounds. <laughs> I hear you can see color. <laughs> Bro, I'm seeing colors right now. Yes, see sounds. Anyway, um, yes. Yeah. So yeah. So so just as a backdrop, there, um, I developed a super high tolerance, really just to caffeine in general, and that's maybe another story for another day. But I guess technically caffeine is a supplement. I drink coffee. So, yeah, 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 sure, sure. Um, and so then, yeah, so then probably a little, probably a year or so after that, I think Jack 3D was taken off the market and it was reintroduced a few years later, if, if memory serves me right, um, with a different formula. So, mm. so who knows? So all that to say, what I am taking these days, um, I would... Nothing, nothing too crazy. Uh, I take, um, I alternate between fish oil and krill oil. Okay. So when I'm out of krill, I take fish and vice versa. Um, I take vitamin D every day, and I'll alternate usually between a pill form and a spray form. Okay. Um, and that's really just because, honestly, I don't really know which one absorbs better. And I've heard mixed reviews, hmm. and they're both. I mean, when you when you do the math. It's like I, I assumed that the that the spray was going to be super expensive, and it's not. So it's okay. probably a little bit more expensive than pill form, but you know, again, it's it's not bad. So I usually alternate between those. Um, when I am when I'm lifting heavy, I do take creatine. Okay. Since breaking the leg, I've not taken creatine. Um, and I will usually cycle off creatine for. A training cycle every year. Okay. Uh, apart from that, whey protein, uh, casein protein. Um, I I I just I pick up random multivitamins, like you the gummies. I've taken the gummies. If I'm you know I'm actually just uh, finishing up a. Uh, 
jug of uh, Trader Joe's chewables. Okay. Just every now and then, if I just see a uh, multivitamin in the store, I'll just pick it up. Okay. Um, apart from that, I take L-theanine usually with my morning coffee, which helps me not be jittery. Okay. And... You need to build that tolerance, brother. Dude. <laughs> Yeah. Take some Jack 3D. I know. <laughs> uh, so what else? What else? I take... Um, oh, so since breaking the leg, and this is... I think this is kind of like what sparked a little bit of this conversation, is I'm taking like a bovine bone matrix supplementation, which is like a... Uh, I think there's... I mean, there's obviously like collagen in it, and I think there's also maybe some like organ... You some know, vitamin beef vitamin b yeah exactly <laughs> there's some like i think ground and, and dried uh, uh organ in um in this uh I, it's called bone matrix is the uh, is the supplement um i also do have powdered collagen that i will often add to my protein shakes and i think that's it okay yeah you ready to dissect this now i'm ready okay let's let's start with the easy ones sure like whey protein um, and I also want to come back to the Jack 3D and, and probably something that we're, we ought to address with this podcast episode about supplementation. Um, a couple things, actually. So there's two things. Hopefully I remember them. Um, we both take a whey, a protein supplement, right? Right. Okay. Um, whey protein, casein protein. For they're not, the, they're not the same, but for all intents and purposes, they're the same for the average lifter. Would you agree? Uh, with the only difference mainly being that casein is slower releasing, so it is oftentimes consumed uh, either before bed or when you're not going to eat anything else for a protracted period of time. Right. So, like, like if you're going to skip breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Plus, like, so if that if neither of those um, apply to you, then I would say just stick with Whatever. standard way because, in my opinion, casein doesn't taste. It doesn't taste bad, but kind of has a kind of an odd type flavor to my to my palate. Okay, um, so that's the easy one because aside from a caveat that I will bring up later, um, well researched, it is food. I think a lot of people tend to to think of whey protein as a supplement or like not not real food. Yeah. It is food. It's actual. It's food. yeah. It's almost weird calling it a supplement because. If, if I said that I ate, you know, six ounces of cottage cheese... Nobody would bat an eye. Nobody would bat an eye. But, like, whey is just a byproduct of the cheese-making... Dairy-making dairy yeah. process. Whey, whey is, like, the stuff, like off the top. Yeah. You scrape it off the top. Yeah, yeah, your curds and whey. Right. So, um, okay. So it's well-researched. Typically, for most people, depending on what your protein needs are... A protein supplement is, um, I would say, advised, right? I mean, if you're strength training. If you're strength training. And, and, and you're not eating a lot of meat. Yes. You probably, it would probably behoove you to, to have a, a protein break. supplementation. Okay. Or for that matter, um, a, a pea protein, I, I think, is 
pretty close in the same ballpark. Yeah, like a dairy sensitivity, then right. something like a pea protein or a vegan protein, which I've tried a vegan whey. I say whey, vegan protein, terrible. From a company that I buy all their other stuff and love their flavors, so I was like, surely they'll knock it out of the park with the vegan version. Not at all. Yeah. Awful. Awful. So anyway, um, okay, so protein supplementation is mm-hmm. prob- probably advisable for most people who are strength training regularly or just very active. Definitely. Okay, yeah. so we'll put that in the good box, I guess. Um, well, another do easy we, one. Do we, have, well, do we have good and bad boxes? Well, there, there's the caveat. Are we putting Jack 3D in the bad box? There's going to be a caveat later. Um, two caveats. Um, are you putting methamphetamines in the bad box, Andy? Unfortunately. Because well, that's, that's what I'm They are fun. That's, in, that's what I'm getting MDMA. Um, creatine is probably the other I think creatine is by far by like a mile the most researched supplement on the market creatine is definitely well researched and creatine is kind of in that same ballpark as like whey protein it's like creatine is a naturally occurring um, amino acid Mm -hmm. right so like uh, phosphocreatine is um, not an amino acid it's not an amino acid it's a um, we'll talk about the physiology in a second I'm not. I'm not too privy. I thought if it ended in "een" that it was a uh, amino acid. I'm mistaken. Um, but it's a naturally occurring substrate in meat. And right. is it found anywhere else besides meat? I, I don't, don't know. Think so. I don't know. Okay. But in any case, it's that same kind of thing. Like if I told you that I had like a steak, I'm getting X amount of creatine. If I told you I'm, you know. Um, you know, eating a bowl of, uh, you know, cottage cheese, I'm getting X amount of not exactly whey protein, but but well, grams of protein. Right, and here's why. Phosphocreatine is the first energy source that your muscles use to do work. So when you lift a weight or you go for a sprint, there's a phosphocreatine is in your, like, intramuscular Oh, so it's not an amino acid. It's, no, it's, it's a, a um, um, it's a uh, what do you call it when one thing combines with another to make a uh, a reaction? Not an enzyme, but a uh, chemical. A co a co. I don't know. Maybe anyway. It's been a while. So it's been a while since I, I yeah right. I didn't read crack, my precision. Well, that, and I didn't crack my, <laughs> my physiology textbook. But so so when you when you are exercising. The first couple seconds of any exercise, the primary fuel source that allows you to do anything, any mechanical work, is phosphocreatine. Yeah. And then it switches into different pathways, metabolic pathways, to pull energy that's stored or, and, and allow you to continue doing work. So phosphocreatine that is naturally occurring in muscle tissue. And by supplementing it, at least from a practical standpoint as a lifter, it gives you, like, a tiny bit of an edge on strength training. So, like... That rep nine that might otherwise be a grinder just pushes you over the edge a little bit. So right. really, like in like Jack 3D, you can like see through walls. With phosphocreatine, you're really just going to probably add a f- maybe five to ten percent performance edge, maybe. Um, but it's well researched, well documented. It tends to sit well with most people. Um, I think a five uh, five gram, five milligram dose a day is something that you can keep taking yeah five grams five grams and it it helps with performance helps with training gives you that a tiny bit of extra edge helps a little bit with recovery so 
phosphocreatine or, or, or creatine as a supplement tends to be a, a good one for people to take if you are strength training regularly. Again, there's a caveat to all this. Right. These things aren't going to magically give you muscles. Right. Just so we're, yeah. just so we're clear. Right. Um, Even the magical supplements don't magically give you muscles without you actually training. All right. So here's all right. So then here's how I want to do it. So because of those two, whey protein and creatine are the most well researched and understood from a nutrition and physiology and training perspective, I'm going to put them in the probably worth your time and effort and money category. Sure. The other ones. I think all carry an asterisk, and here's why. Um, like we talked, I said this earlier with vitamin D. I get a lot of natural sunlight most every day. I also don't know what my vitamin D levels are, so like I could be ODing on D for all I know. So a vitamin D supplement is probably good for most people, but without knowing what your levels look like, it's hard to say for sure, right? Should I or should I not supplement with a vitamin D? Same with, you could probably make the same argument with a multivitamin. I don't know if I'm getting enough vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin A. A, D, E, and K are all uh, fat-soluble. All the other ones are water-soluble. So it might behoove you to know where your levels are at before you start just popping a bunch of pills. Yeah, yeah um, it certainly would behoove you to know. So, so, there is, so there is that. I mean, nothing beats a... A blood profile and a follow-up from a you know physician who knows who knows those numbers right and so for those yeah. reasons a lot of these are going to fall into that category of question mark based on personal need training status you know uh, whatever yep um, you think that's a fair assessment I think it's fair I think this is also where you and I begin to diverge a little see bit see the same thing a little differently okay um, because I'm I'm a little bit more in the camp. Again, when we're talking about the relatively like benign stuff, like like vitamin D, um, the last thing I'm ever worried about is overdosing on vitamin D. Like it does take quite a bit, but like s- but still, mm, yeah. And just from everything of like what I've heard again from like trusted resources in and around the health and wellness industry, um, vitamin D deficiency is super duper common. Right. Even among people who do supplement. Right. And so you, and that's par- probably why you and I both supplement, just to cover our bases. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. it's like I don't take an egregious amount. No. Um, and I do try to get outside as much as possible, um, get that good natural sunlight and all that, all that jazz. So... It's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's it's worth the ten dollars every three months sure. to 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 take the vitamin D. Um, so that's where that kind of fall. I think that's where like where vitamin D and uh, fish oil kind sure. of kind of fall in. Now again, there's you know, you're, you're a fish oil guy because Dan John's a fish oil guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm not, it's not a knock. I just realized that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's that, and it's just like, I don't, I rarely ever eat seafood. What? We I mean, literally spent 10 minutes talking about sushi. I mean, I go to sushi once every t- t- 
two, three months. Okay, I'll have to tell you about my sushi, my, my sushi mud. And then, and then again, okay, you go to sushi. How much, how much uh, omega threes? Okay, are you really getting? Fair enough. Again, it comes back. There's this caveat, and I hope I don't. Should I just say it so I don't forget it? Go ahead, yeah, please. So the the word is supplement, which means that ideally. We're getting all. We're checking all the boxes, fulfilling all, all of our needs through whole foods, right? Rather than hail mary, you know, hoping that it works with a multivitamin and fish oil and creatine. So, in other words, if you're doing it, your lifestyle well, then these supplements might carry that little extra edge in terms of health and fitness and wellness. But if you're consistently sleeping only four hours a night if you don't go outside for like a walk if you know you only train once a week if you eat pizza five nights a week, you know you kind of get the picture i'm trying to paint right, here right if if we're not these yeah if we're not like really doing these big rock things like sleeping eating you know nutritiously with vegetables and lean proteins uh you know getting regular daily physical activity of some kind then these supplements really are just a, like a kind of a waste of time and money because they're not going to carry as far as like real food, real activity, and real lifestyle health change stuff. Right. So that's I think we ought to address the whole point of the supplement is to mm-hmm. supplement an already mostly healthy lifestyle. A hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And that's and that's that's where. Yeah, that's where like supplements get a bad name is when they make promises of fill in the blank, you know, boosted health markers here, extra gains there, like whatever the case may be. Which leads us to the next caveat, which is that the supplement industry is not regulated by the Food and Drug Administration. True. So they can they can kind of get away with ridiculous claims. Without having, yeah, and you you can fudge numbers, you can right. fudge studies. You could fudge even this. I could be literally the protein powder could be sand, right? Dirt. It could be sand and dirt marketed as protein or half sand, half right. protein. Yes, absolutely. And um, what is that documentary where the guy makes his own supplement company? I don't know. That oh, thing. I forget. Oh, you would love it. I'll. I'll it might be the. Um, it might be, you know, Mark Bell, you know, his, yeah. you know, he has two brothers. I did not know that. Yeah. The one brother was a professional wrestler who passed away some years ago. Um, and his other brother is a uh, documentary filmmaker. No. Oh. Bigger, Faster, Stronger. You've heard of that documentary? Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Mark Bell's brother made that movie Okay. about his other brother. Okay. Yeah, and I, that may have been in that documentary where they where they make their own supplements. I, I could be wrong. I could be getting that wrong. But all that to say, to reinforce your point, um, sup, the whole supplement industry can be a big crapshoot. So, right. So when you see things come up out of nowhere, like acai berries and um, raspberry ketones and fill-in-the-blank, if it's something that is like just now discovered, you know, if Doctor Oz <laughs> just comes out with oh, this new wacky thing, right? Which Doctor Oz has been wacky. taken to court 
Sure. He is, he's paid out for some of his claims. Um, then you know it's probably BS. Whack. But these things that we're talking about are relatively benign and kind of common sense uh, stuff. And the, the thing is, is I, I would take these things... I'm taking these things just almost as a continuation of, like, a healthy lifestyle and nutrition habit. So in the same way that, like, maybe you could say, like, Zach, there's no proven benefit to eating broccoli. I would say, mm, okay, but, and even though I may not love broccoli, I'm still going to eat it because it falls into my own self-concept of just doing the thing of checking the box okay so same kind of thing like in training you could say like you know this this one particular exercise isn't the best way to target whatever muscles you're training but it's like yeah but i'm already here at the gym and i just like doing it and it falls into my it falls into my self-perception of something that i should be doing so i'm just going to do it I, the supplements that I take kind of fall into that. Okay. It's kind of fall into that same bucket. Can we change it for a half second? Please. You brought up broccoli, and we're talking about protein. <laughs> there was a popular uh, meme that was going around a while back that was talking about, like, I would love another one. Can I do the Nathan Hale? Nathan Hale? Yeah. I have one more as well. Y'all those? You can also get a glass of water. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. Um, there was a, a, a popular meme, you might have seen it, that was like comparing the protein in broccoli versus the protein in like a bite of steak. Okay, I, I think I do remember that one. Some people might re- remember that. I remember. But as it turns out, they sort of fudge their numbers. And here's why internet culture and memes and supplementation and the diet industry as a whole can really, pardon my language, not that it ever mattered before, fuck shit up for the rest of us. Um... And here's why, because what basically what the claim was trying to say was that you know a certain amount of broccoli is equal amounts of protein as the steak. Turns out to get the same protein intake, you would literally have to eat like four pounds of broccoli. Right. Now I like broccoli. I don't know if I could fit four pounds of broccoli in my belly. That's a that's a lot of broccoli. I do love steak. I would much rather eat eat steak. But but what the meme is effectively trying to do is sort of pit maybe vegan or vegetarianism against you know that's a whole other topic and we won't go down that road but the point is these these memes and these inner you know it it becomes sensational and it it looks and feels believable but it's it's wrong it's false fake news it's it's Um, that's not to say that if you're if you're listening to the pot and you're a vegan or vegetarian if you don't want to eat meat fine whatever it's Going back to the protein supplementation thing, and we should address this, and we'll come off the tangent. Um, vegans and vegetarians typically under-eat their protein requirements by, like, a lot, and in part because there is no single vegetable or even a combination of vegetables that can, that can almost get all of the essential amino acids. Right. Um, meat does very easily, very quickly. Now, so all that is to say, thank you. Appreciate Cheers. you, brother. Cheers, got you guys. Appreciate you. No problem. It's nice out here. I know, Absolutely. Right? Um, yeah, like meat has all those essential amino acids, and 
people who are vegetarian and vegan have difficulty getting is it seven? It's seven. There are seven amino, uh, seven essential amino acids. Vegans and vegetarians have difficulty by the nature of their diet to so get nine. You might be right. Might be. So I knew it was seven or nine. Could be number of planets. Okay, right. Minus Pluto. No, Pluto's a planet. I'm on that. I'm on that camp. Um. Anyway, the so going back to the supplementation point of this entire podcast, you it would might be a good idea if you're vegan or vegetarian to look into a vegetarian protein uh, supplement to help kind of fill the gap. And again, that's what we're trying to get at here with supplementation is if we're doing all everything else right, we're just trying to, we're trying to fill the gap. The little like 5 to 10% that we might be missing with our dietary intake or whatever. So again, back to supplementation. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the like creatine and, and the protein supplement are the most well-researched, whatever. Some of the other ones, I guess it would depend on need. The caveats being that the Food and Drug Administration does not regulate the supplement industry. Marketing does a lot of great selling of potentially, probably mostly benign and worthless supplements, if not harmful. And that goes back to the Jack 3D thing that we were talking about, is because it's unregulated, you get ephedrine on the market and people are having heart attacks or near heart attacks by taking this supplement. Right. And so it can be a dangerous game to wade through. And so you and I would agree, for the most part, we're going to try to check all those boxes or fill on those gaps with whole foods, proteins, veggies, daily activity or daily movement, mm-hmm. sleep, like all the big rock stuff. Yep. A supplement's not going to carry you if you're skipping breakfast or smashing beer number two every day every day every day I, mean, I don't yeah. drink every day yeah. but beer number two today yeah man yeah all good stuff so um, yeah you know check the boxes on the basics use common sense if something sounds too good to be true it probably is I know you know like look I'll, I'll be honest like people that I know love and respect kind of fallen for some like ridiculous supplement claims um not people in the fitness and wellness industry like clients uh yeah yeah well, like clients. friends family members precisely precisely right. and it, you just like look just don't let your bullshit meter fall by the wayside when when you're analyzing advertisements especially around around supplementation um if something sounds like a magic bullet too good to be true you know it's 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 probably all nonsense so the the only other thing that i wanted to make mention is kind of going back to the idea of like do i need to take any of these supplements like like granted I haven't had a blood panel slash been that has been um, you know interpreted by a medical professional. But honestly, like hey, on the other side, like not for nothing, there's there's a difference between like acceptable levels that your doctor will say, oh, this is okay, versus like optimal levels. Right. That's kind of a different conversation. Um, 
and and there's a lot of n number fudging that has kind of gone on. I don't want to put on my tinfoil hat right now, but okay. um, but all that to say, I also see like all these supplements that I take as just part of my part of my process. Like when and we were talking about this before, like I just you know because I take my health and my wellness seriously. I just, it's, it's in my psychological self-conception that I'm the type of guy who takes his nutrition and his intake seriously and supplements like fall into that. Okay. So whether, you know, if a study came out tomorrow and said nobody needs to supplement with vitamin D, I would probably still take it just because it fulfills a certain weird story that I have about myself and I'm self-aware enough to recognize that and so I think on the one hand that's healthy and I'm willing to entertain in in light of science I'm willing to entertain other um, options and um, and perspectives but like I, I probably know that even with all the supplements I take added up probably don't make I mean, these two beers I've had have probably offset more of my health markers than, than the past week of supplements I've taken combined. And I'm willing to uh, admit that. I think most people aren't. But I'm trying to be self-aware self here. So I think there is a conversation to be respected around the fact of where if you are someone who is checking all the boxes, working out in a smart, intelligent manner, all, you know, your your the basics of nutrition are in check and you're consistent. I do think that there is, if you have the resources. I mean, in the case of supplements, we'd be talking about money. Money. Um, if it if it helps you fulfill this self story, this self perception of like I'm the type of person who who goes, you know, you could say, like, above and beyond to, like, make sure that I'm healthy, well, then, yeah, like, like go for it. So, like, when I pick up the random bottle of multiv multivitamins when I'm in the grocery store, that's kind of me just feeding my own self-image of, oh, like, of course, I'm a healthy uh, man who takes my, my health and wellness seriously, and I take multivitamins. Okay. Because I have all this stuff, all the all these other things in check. So, is there a little bit of delusion? Mm, sure, maybe. But again, I think if you are willing to accept all those stories that you tell yourself in the light of capital S science, then you know more power to you. So, to bring all this back to the one supplement that you haven't called me out on, which I'm surprised, which is my bone, my bone matrix. Collagen and, and, and organ uh, derivatives and all this other stuff. Do I really think that that's going to make my leg heal faster? I would like to think so, but I know in my my emotional brain says yes. My logical brain says probably not. Right. 
my logical brain would say maybe maybe there's maybe there's some science to back it up or refute it one way or the other um, but we're not going to take the time to do so but I'm telling myself because it's in my it's in myself it's in my story that I identify with that I am doing everything else up to the point of taking bone matrix to take care of myself so it's just the next goofy little thing that I could do in fairness I will give you that because you do like you're a better athlete probably a better coach and better looking man than me thank you thank you for saying <laughs> thank you for saying that Andy I was wondering when this was going to come out <laughs> no I think you're, you're probably right though because you do like you you do a lot of the other things really really well and so for you I yeah if you want to try it and see what happens and it, like if it really is no doesn't appear to be any sort of downside other than it costs money then sure why not I, I, but that's always going to be the judgment call is do an audit of your lifestyle and if you think or, or you're pretty sure that you're doing all the other things really really well then sure why not like if you have the money and the means and the interest add a collagen thing or whatever but I know doing an audit of my own life I know that there's a lot of things that I'm not doing great right now and so I know that there's no supplement on the market that's going to like close that gap what I what I know is that at nighttime, dinner time and you and I this is part of the whole shtick of our podcast is to drink beer but don't drink during the week outside of podcast time or right. and try to limit alcohol intake on the weekends don't eat you know like an asshole on the weekends so like I know where I typically go wrong and I know that there's no supplement on the market that's going to undo all that work or or not work so you know what's probably one of the best supplements you should be taking right now Andy mm-hmm that bottle of water. The only reason you know why I haven't, right? Why haven't you? Well, because I broke the seal already. Bro. <laughs> what if we had, we've never paused an episode for a pee break. I'm not about to start that right now. I will smash that as soon as we're done recording here. I promise you. And then I'll go pee, and then we'll drive home. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep it hydrated, man. I know. I, I bought. I'm ready for it. I just. I don't want to have to hit pause because I have to pee. Or be trying to, like, look at that time. Like, man, can we wrap this up so I can pee? So, I got it. I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, we might have different size bladders. Cause I really I've, feel great right now. You've had more... Granted, you've had a, I've had you've had a little bit more beer than me. I have. But I've had a lot more water than you. That's true. And well, I had a whole bottle of water... At I the will, end of my session, I will chug that bottle of water on air at the end of this podcast. Deal. Okay. Um, all right. So, but so the whole supplement thing, I, the biggest part for me is the obvious caveats, which is unregulated marketing claims, whether or not the supplement that you're taking is actually what they say you're taking, and not like sawdust. Right. Um, so there's a lot of. The, you said earlier that if the literature came out and said that vitamin D as a supplementation was not, you would continue taking it. I would not. Immediately, I would stop. If the literature came out and was like, most people most of the time are getting plenty of vitamin D, you don't need a supplement with it, I would quit today taking my vitamin D supplement. 
Um, same. If the company that I typically like to buy my uh, protein mix from, I think it tastes great. If it if a investigation turned out that they're like half the protein scoop was sawdust or whatever, I would quit taking it immediately. I would stop in part because of the lie and because of sawdust or whatever. But I would not continue taking it. What I do know, talking about like having information, what I do know is that through food alone, like chicken and steak or whatever, like meat that I eat during the day, I don't get a ton of protein. So I supplement so that I can try to hit my protein requirements because I am active every day. I do like to lift almost every day. So in order to, to meet my bare minimum requirement, which is different for, every, for each athlete or whatever based on their needs, to meet, for me, my minimum, I have a protein supplement to, to fill that gap. And also, I would otherwise have to like eat meat in the morning, like at 4.30 in the morning. I don't really have an appetite. The only reason I eat breakfast at 4.30 in the morning is because then I work till like 12. So I need to eat something because I have tried intermittent fasting. That could be another podcast. I've tried it. But like I'm just not – I need to be on. And even having like oatmeal, blueberries, and protein mix as a breakfast carries me through the morning so that I can be on, I can do my job, I can coach. That's why I like to eat breakfast. I'm not that hungry at 4.30. I don't eat because I'm hungry. I eat because I need – I feel a need. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. But I throw protein in my oatmeal with blueberries. It's great. Yeah. Vanilla is. I'm sure like mint chocolate chip would not be good. Uh, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Although that flavor is really good. Yeah. Cool, man. I think we I've, we've exhausted most of the out yes. on supplements. Is yes. there anything we haven't covered yet? <laughs> Supplement wise. Is there any, other than Jack 3D, is there any supplement that you you used to take but you don't take anymore? Oh, all the pre-workouts. Oh, really? Yeah. I, didn't, after the, I did one dose of Jack 3D a long time ago, and I didn't fuck with it ever since. Yeah, or man. anything like it. Yeah. No, no, no. I took, um, I mean, there was, I'm kind of surprised I can't remember the names. Oh, there was C4, NO Explode. No Explode was, um, what was that? It was uh, nitrous oxide or whatever. Uh-huh. So, do you want to know about the physiology of nitrous oxide? Opening those veins up? Yeah. When there's mechanical tension, like when you're lifting weights, your blood vessels expand by mechanical tension. Nitrous oxide is released, and your blood vessels expand to allow for increased blood flow, oxygen, nutrients, and the removal of waste products uh-huh. created by mechanical work of your muscles. Mm. No, explode, just expedited that. Mm. But that was the whole, that's the thing, is from a marketing perspective, you're like, oh man, wouldn't you like love to be just vascular shit in the gym? And of course, every meathead lifter was like, yes, that's me. I would love to be vascular shit in the gym. But by virtue of lifting weights, by moving mechanical load, your body automatically opens all that up. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it really makes a difference outside I, of that. I mean, Unless does it make a like difference results-wise? No, no. But none of them did. No, well, no. creating, creating again marginally at best. Yeah. So really, what you're talking about here is what's going to make the difference: you being consistent in the gym and you doing those extra two to ten reps every. Every workout. 
that's that's what's going to make the difference. Now, if the supplement helps you do that, then that's one conversation. But the deeper conversation that maybe we can say for another podcast is when the supplement becomes a crutch, which I think for most little gym bros running around in wife beaters, their pre-workout is a crutch. Carrying around those big old like milk jugs of like pink or yellow fluid. Right. So <laughs> some of those gym bros are huge. So my thing is is like, okay, more power to you. It's all part of the experience, whatever. But if you can't perform, if you can't do the extra two reps without the pre workout supplement, that's a problem. Again, I think you have to look at, you have to do an audit of your life. Like, did you stay up till one in the morning, get up at, like, roll out of bed at six, and into the gym at 6.30? Like, probably not doing yourself any favors. And Jack 3D, Jack 3D might actually work. But every other time, (laughs) Jack 3D might actually. Stir it in your coffee. Yeah, Jack 3D in that case might actually carry you. But any other supplement. No, I mean it's not going to make it make up the difference of like five hours of sleep or you know or busted sleep. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And so, um, yeah. I mean, again, um, and look, can I have a caveat here? Sure. If you have, um, let's say, like a uh, like a medical or, or or extenuating circumstance, only with the sleep part. I don't want to like get in the weeds with all this, but let's say for whatever reason you just have difficulty sleeping, then probably a, a B12 and caffeine supplement might help you get in the gym and get things done. But those are extenuating. Again, it goes back to having an audit of your life. If you're not one of these people that otherwise, like if you have busted ass sleep, and I've been somebody in the past that had busted ass sleep, like may in that case maybe. Again, you have to audit your. It's, it's it's that question mark column of would this specifically benefit me under the circumstances? Yep. Yep. Right you are. And most of that kind of comes down to common sense. Right. Yeah. So I think we covered I think we covered all of our bases here, Andy Van. I love how we like have two or three ideas that we want to talk about and we and then we do one. Yeah. And just save some for later. Dude. I'm not gonna tease the group. We talked about that last week. You're like, I hate when you do the teaser. So we're not going to do a teaser about next week. Did I say that? The only teaser about next week is that it's week 17. It's just it's just week 17. <laughs> yeah, so all that to say, if, uh, if you, the listener, have any burning questions or topics you would like us to field, please let us know. You know where to find us, all the usual channels. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're going to wrap up our supplement of barley and hops. There you go. Trying to get our our carbs right now. And water. Need need to replenish this muscle mass with some carbs. I like glycogen. I like (laughs) glycogen depletion. (laughs) All right, man. Anything else? No. Thank you so much for listening. A to Z, no BS. We'll see you next time. Goodbye.